episode six. Get out of here, Satan. All right, tonight we're going to open up with a quick moment of prayer. Close your eyes and bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your night, Lord. Grateful for another day. Grateful for the chance to be in your presence, God. Lord, I pray tonight that the Spirit just flows through us, God. I pray that he, that people hear what is meant to be heard, God, and that we say what you want us to say, Lord. I pray we stay true to your word, God, and lean on your glory, Lord. Don't bring any glory to us, only to you, God. Help anybody out that's struggling and bless those that love you and live for you, Lord. Draw us close to you in this time, God. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Alrighty. So, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, suffering, suffering, the suffering in your walk with Christ. And um, so, you know, I think a big thing that happens in the church and a big thing that a lot of the evangelist type churches try to sell you on is the idea that adding Jesus to your life is going to create you know a life without pain and this is just not true like at all when you know me and Wally were talking it's like when you read scripture and you read you know I'm not even going to talk about yet I'm not going to talk yet about the suffering that Jesus goes through but starting with the suffering that Paul endures right Uh, I just finished reading Acts and you know it kind of kept coming up over and over again and like one of the things like one of the scriptures is is Paul talking about he's being forced and pushed by the Spirit to go to places he doesn't want to go, right? And so I think the first thing that I really wanted to touch on just to start the podcast, just so that there's, a, I think, a base understanding of kind of the Holy Spirit, Christ. You know, I just read this book this past week, and it's going to lay the foundation of why there's going to be a lot of pain and suffering, right? And so basically, right, Jesus Christ, he dies on the cross, and I'm not going to go deep into his pain just yet because I do want to touch on that throughout the podcast, but he he goes, he dies on the cross, and what this does, right, is it allows Jesus to stay with us forever in the form of the Holy Spirit, right? And so what happens is when I accept that Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit truly starts to reside in me, it begins to force out selfish things, right? It begins to push these things away from me, right? And so what ends up happening is the spirit is in constant conflict with my body, my mind, my heart. You know, the heart is separate from the spirit. The spirit goes against everything that my selfish, you know, my selfishness, my ego, my pride latch on to. But the spirit will ultimately win, right? I have to let God obviously do his work. But in turn, it's going to win, right? And it's going to cleanse my body to where I have a new, right, kind of like a, a new life what I'm getting at though is this process is, 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 it's been painful for me, right? Getting rid of sin is painful or, you know, maybe doing, doing something for somebody, right? Because the Spirit's pushing me in a direction to go do something for somebody, right? Um, that I, and that, that maybe that's painful, right? I don't want to do that or, you know, like the, the Spirit ends up, you know, getting rid of sin and starting to walk that life of Christ. It is painful because it goes against everything my human nature does, right? It's something that I've heard before is that I've got like three, three big pillar like over mountains to overcome, and that's, um, that's Satan, the world, and then my own body, my own flesh, right, my own mind. You know, these are the big three things that are constantly at conflict with God, right? And so, overcoming the flesh, right, which I can do through Christ, you know, it's possible, but it is, 
you know, it's painful. And so we're really just, I think tonight, mainly going to talk about, you know, what actually it means to walk with Christ and that it actually is not what it, what's sometimes sold in churches, that adding God to your money is good or adding God to this helps out, right? I mean, sure, right, adding God into your life is going to be the best decision and it's going to come with way more rewards and it's going to come with, like, you know, pain and suffering. Like, it's going to be a lot better, but I think to say that, you know, there's not pain, it's just completely incorrect because you read, you read Acts, you read Romans, right? You can even read Gospels, right? The the disciples themselves go through tons of pain, you know? So that's kind of what we're going to touch on tonight. You got anything, Wally? Yeah. All right. So what I thought of was kind of leading in my heart when you were saying that is um, once we accept Jesus and we receive the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like a cleanse in a sense, you know, like the spirit is flowing into us and it's trying to push out the things that don't honor God. So once we've made that commitment, we have to start to surrender our own ways, our own will, our own way of thinking, and then take on the will of God. Ask that God would fill us with his will, that we would act out his will in our day through the help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you know, because we cannot do it on our own. And even me, someone who every morning I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in the day, I still mess up on a daily basis. There's still times in my day when I choose me, when I choose myself, when I choose the sin instead of the spirit. And that's knowing full and well that glorifying God feels way better than any way I could please the flesh, you know. It's just that sinful nature in me is so strong that I want the instant gratification that comes from the sin, you know. I want the instant gratification that comes from the world. I want the approval. I want the praise of my peers, you know. I want all this stuff because my root is selfish. But the Spirit is trying to combat that with His fruit, you know. Like once I accepted the Spirit, I'm called now to live in a way that attracts others to Jesus, you know, and I can only do that if I'm bearing his fruit, if I've got the love, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control, you know, and that's a big thing that I struggle with. It's like I claim God and I love Jesus with all my heart, but I still keep acting on these sins and I don't understand why. And what I'm really starting to realize is like there's certain times in my day where I'm choosing my own gain instead of a little bit of suffering, a little bit of suffering to please God. And this suffering is not nothing major. It's not like I'm being beaten or persecuted. I'm not being thrown in a prison cell for loving God. It's just the simple fact that, like, sometimes it gets uncomfortable, you know? And me, I don't like really being uncomfortable. That's something I've kind of had to get used to in my walk of faith is, like, there's going to be times where I'm uncomfortable, and I got to trust that God has a plan and a purpose for that, you know? Like, in First uh, Peter chapter four there's a verse and it says like once we suffer the sin is gone you know like we have to suffer through the 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 pain of of losing that sin you know and there's so many sins in my life that i hold on to so strong because it does please me it does bring me a a good feeling if you say you know what i'm saying but the only way to truly rid myself of that sin is to suffer through it you know like i got to practice that self-control he speaks of And the only way I can do that is through the spirit. Like me personally, I'm not strong enough to do that on my own. And that's why it's so important to have that true connection with the Holy Spirit, because that's what's going to guide us, bro. Like, I don't have the strength to fight those battles. I can't do it alone. I need to lean on the Holy Spirit and I need to have a group of people around me that are going to hold me accountable that I can talk to and that will understand the struggles I'm facing, you know, because we're not called to do this alone in any way. 
Jesus is the only person that could handle these sins and fight them off. You know, like think about there's plenty of times where he was he was tempted. The devil tried to tempt him. And every time he overcome it because he is the spirit and he died on that cross so we could live with that spirit on a daily basis. So me personally, I need to do a better job of truly leaning on the spirit instead of leaning on myself, you know. Pastor Mike. Yes, yeah, no, that's that's fire. And like, I like how you just brought that up, that that kind of idea there. As far as getting rid of sin in my life, right? The only way it's ever going to happen is through Jesus Christ. That is it. And you could tell me like, oh, well, I know some, I know some uh, Buddhists or I might know some Muslims or I know some Jews. They're real good people. They're nice people, right? I get along with them, whatever. They're still sinners. Like I promise you they have sin in their life, right? And a, a lot of times what, what, I, what I can tell is that some people had good upbringings, they, one of the gifts God gave them is they are nice people, maybe kind of intelligent. God gave them these gifts as their personality. And because of that, right, they seem like good people. Like I can look at them and say, that's a, that's a good person, right? There's no such thing. Every person has sin, right? And so the whole idea behind Christ, right, is that Christ, he walks a perfect life and he overcomes sin, right? And the whole reason that God has to send Jesus Christ, right, because a lot of people People have asked me, like, well, why did God have to send Jesus Christ? Why couldn't we just be forgiven? Why couldn't we just overcome sin? This is what I learned is that because God has not experienced temptation of the devil, so he sent his begotten son. And when he sends his begotten son to experience life on earth as human, he now knows what temptation is, and he has the ability to overcome it. And then when he dies on the cross and I have the ability of the Holy Spirit, I now have Christ that dwells in me who has already overcome sin, and he begins the work in me. There's nothing that I actually do. There's no sin that I actually overcome. All I actually do is I give up myself, death of self, right? I just give myself up. And what ends up happening is Christ then has the ability to fix these things that he's already overcome, right? He overcame death and he overcame sin, you know? Another thing I want to kind of talk about is uh, the suffering that Christ endures for my sins, right? And I think, you know, I think we think about the crucifixion. We're like, dang, that's, you know, that's painful. That's bad. That sucks. But it's so much more than that. It is so much more than that. You know, I was reading up on it today because I was, you know, I knew the podcast night was going to be about pain. I was like, you know, I know that Jesus suffered excruciating pain. And I kind of wanted to dig deeper into it. And this is what I ended up finding, right? It's Jesus is first. He's betrayed by a friend, right? Jesus calls us his friends, right? I'm a friend of Jesus. He's betrayed by one friend. He's denied by another friend. He is betray- he is turned in by his own people, the Jews. The Jews turn him in. He's cru- he's then crucified under Pontius Pilate. He was beaten so bad by a whip that they say, you know, there's there are some accounts that say that his intestines were literally hanging out of his stomach before he even got on the cross, just the beating. He then walked with the cross up into the mountain, sat on the cross for three hours, and he screams out, God, why have you forsaken me? And the reason God forsaked him is because he is literally dying our death and God is pouring his wrath out for my death. And just how God would turn his face from me, right, in his unruly wrath, right, just imagine someone who gets angry and then imagine it from God, right? That wrath is something different. And Jesus experiences all of this, right? He is turned away by his own father, right? The begotten son is turned away by his own father. And he went through all of that, right, just so that I could sit here and do this podcast, and talk about him 
you know, like just, he all went through all that for for me. You know, the sinner goes through excruciating all the pain and suffering, right? And he takes it from me. That being said, what that what that opens up for me is now I have this opportunity where the first and the only being that's ever been on earth overcame sin can come into me and start pushing me out of my sin, you know, and that's what we're going to get into is I think the painful process of it, you know, there's a lot of things from Paul, right? Cause Paul does have the Holy spirit. And I love, I love that we get that account, right? You know, this Holy spirit after Jesus has given it to us. Right. And then when we read Paul's letters and you read acts, like you really see like, is not smooth sailing, you know, it's, it's constant persecution, right? And he's going through more than, you know, we're going through here in America, right? It's easy for me to talk about, you know, Jesus in America, but he was going through constant persecution by Jews all the time, right? They're out to kill him all the time. While he's trying to say something. Yeah. Yeah. That boy, Peter, or Paul, Paul, both of them, both both of them, they on that, they were, they were real serious about rejoicing in the suffering and they saw where they stood compared to Jesus himself. Like Peter wasn't Peter was the one that was crucified upside down, right? Yeah. So Peter they they crucified that boy too, but he said, I'm not worthy to be killed the way that my savior was. So hang me on that cross upside down. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Paul, they tried everything to get rid of that boy. They beat him, they threw rocks at him, they threw him off a building, they tried to set that boy on fire. It got to the point where they just had to cut his head off. That's the only way they could get him to stop preaching the name of Jesus. So we talk about persecution and we talk about pain and suffering that we have to go through in order to walk with the spirit. And it's like putting that in perspective, it's like, bro, we're not really going through that much, you know, like the temptation and the the suffering we face is nothing compared to what they had. But just me alone, bro, like I try to say, oh, I'm just I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. The temptation is so real. or I, I fear the persecution. But it's like, bro, why? If they could go through all that and still just rejoice in the name of Jesus, like, what is my excuse? And the truth is, I don't have an excuse. I'm just weak. My flesh is so strong. And at times when I don't want to choose a spirit, like, I'm going to fall to the flesh, you know. And it says, like, we're going to face the persecution as Christians. But it also says when we're persecuted as Christians, we are blessed because God sees what we're going through, you know. So when we're fighting those battles, when we're having those struggles and we lean on the name of Jesus, when we lean on the spirit and overcome those battles by his power, God is up there loving it, bro. Like he is literally throwing a party because we don't try to lean on our own understanding anymore. We have truly figured out like, all right, I cannot do this alone. Like Jesus, I need you like in this moment right here, right now, I'm I'm staring sin in the face, but I want to choose you and I want to glorify you. And that's what he's called us to do. He's called us to love him. That's the the greatest command he's given us is to love him and seek his kingdom with our full heart. And in doing that, he molds our heart to also love others, you know. And part of that we may face is like once we turn our life over to Christ, like the people we run with, our circle might might look at us a little different. You know, they might be like, oh, that boy lame. He don't be out at the parties no more. He don't be in the section with us. That boy is, is just over here talking about some God stuff like. Bro, and that's completely normal. Like, I'm sure we've all experienced it once we turned our life to Jesus, you know, because at the end of the day, like, 
some things do have to change and it's not because we don't love those people anymore but it's because we love god so much we have to choose to be with him and to be in his glory and his presence sometimes over those things that it draws us to like our sinful nature draws us to you know and it talks about that in uh that first peter 4 that i was i was talking about it says they're surprised that you do not join them in their reckless wild living and they heap abuse on you and I did mention this verse last week, and I just think it's so important. I think the Spirit's leading us back to this first Peter for a reason, you know, because once we choose Jesus, like, there are going to be moments where we suffer, you know? Like, life is not going to get all peaceful and beautiful. It's not going to be butterflies and rainbows all the time, but there's purpose to our life now, you know? We have chosen to serve and honor the King of Kings. Like, Jesus literally was 100% God, 100% man, and he endured so much suffering just so we could still make these same stupid mistakes, mess up in all these ways and be forgiven. Like, that's how much he loved us, you know? And I think sometimes I have to look at myself and it's like, do I love God or do I love me? Because it seems like just based off the track record, like, honestly, it seems like I love me. You know what I mean? Because I, I have these sins that I'm struggling with and I keep falling to them over and over and over. And it's simply because I'm not leaning on the spirit, you know, and in those moments when I keep falling, like I obviously have to get up and I have to bring it to God. Like, think about it. God loves us so much that we wrong him over and over and over again. Sometimes not even on purpose, but sometimes we do purposely choose that. But through all those moments, through all that pain, like he still loves us and he still chooses us. Even those times when we seem to forget him, you know, and a, a pastor was saying the other night, like, if you wronged your, your friend or your neighbor or your, your parents or anybody over and over and over again, like, sorry wouldn't cut it for them. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't just be forgiven. But God is so, is power. God is so loving. He loves us so much that when we do get in those moments when we're messing up, like, all it takes is for us to repent. And in that moment, we're forgiven. Even in the middle of our sin, he still loves us because we are his kids. You know what I'm saying? And just thinking about that kind of stuff it it has to motivate me you know what i'm saying it has to motivate me that that level of love he has for us it has to push me to to turn away from that sin and choose him because every single time the sin has no reward all it brings is conviction all it brings is shame and guilt whenever i fall to the sin i'm right in the devil's hands he has me he's like oh i'm gonna fill him with that that shame and that condemnation, that guilt, but that's not where God wants us to be at. He wants us to know that we're never in too deep, that we are always loved, that through all the sin, all the mistakes, all the storms, all the trials, he loves us and is with us. His His presence is never going away from us. Like, he truly just wants us to be with him. So whenever I'm not with him, I got to look at myself and say, what am I doing? You know, I'm clearly not leaning on the spirit. And in that moment, I need to hit my knees. I need to pray and refresh, reset, and refocus. I need to align with that cross and get back on track in that moment. No matter how deep I am in sin, it's never too late to turn back to that cross. No, I like I like where you're going with this, you know. Um, you want to freak the other black? Uh, you know, as what I was talking to Wally about, it's like you really got, when you talk about pain and suffering, right, you really, you got two avenues that you can go down right and stay as far as talking about pain as far as it goes scripturally jesus right all that you got the pain of the sin right you got 
when I commit a sin, I'm going to experience pain. And then you got the pain of denying yourself, right? Both of these things are painful, painful processes, you know. When you deny this, right, when you deny the sin, it's painful in that moment because you're not doing something that you, you know, your body wants to do, right? You know, I think the most popular one is sex. And then for a lot of people, it's drinking and maybe smoking dope, right? Shooting dope snorting dope have banging dope however you doing the dope and then so like the initial denying the sin would be painful but then after you get through it right there's your reward you know you've you've grown closer in christ and then the temple has been made a little bit more pure for the holy spirit on the other side it's like if i fall into my sin it feels good in that moment but then following the sin right and even sometimes honestly i'm in the middle of the sin doing it and it hurts I'm like, why am I doing this right? But I, I just don't stop myself. And, you know, I just look, you know, I found this quote, and it's from Paul, right? And he's basically talking about this this sinful, sinful life and then the struggle he has, right? He's fighting his own self. And this is what it says. It's uh, Romans 7, 15, 20. I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. That's, That's in Romans 7. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so right there what that's saying is, right, Paul's saying his sinful nature, he just can't overcome it and he's struggling with it, right? Because it's sin that dwells in him and that there's no good that dwells in him, right? The only good that can dwell in him is that of Christ. You know, and that he's constantly fighting himself and battling himself with this, you know. This is the walk with Christ, right? This is what we're trying to allude to is that accepting Jesus into your heart comes with all the gifts, right? All the gifts, you know. It's it's the only way out that I have, you know, is that Christ can fix it through me. That being said, like the whole process is super painful, you know. It's a, And it's a long process at that, you know. Getting rid of the sin does not feel good, and it's very difficult. And then every time you fail at it, now that, you know, I'm forcing the Holy Spirit into a place that I would never want to go, as something I heard Francis say one time, you know, forcing this Holy Spirit to go in a place we never want to go, and then the temple that it dwells in becomes dirty because of it, you know, it, it makes it to where that Holy Spirit actually has the pain. That's where the pain is, is you know, because the pain, the Holy Spirit is a part of God, the Godhead, and then Jesus the Son, right? And because the that trinity is in pain, I feel the pain, right? And, you know, it's a long process overcoming it, you know? Yeah, and I think to even start the mission of um, walking with the Spirit, we have to be able to identify the sin we're struggling with in our life, you know? Like, there's the common ones that people are going through, which is sex, porn, um like chris said drink alcohol whatever you whatever your battle is like if you nine times out of ten if you have to question whether you should be doing something or not like it's it's sin you know what i'm saying like i never have to think 
oh, should I go help that person out or not? Or should I pick up that piece of trash on the road or not? You know what I'm saying? Should I open up my Bible? Like, those are those are clearly not sin. But when we're getting that text message from the shorty late at night and it's like, oh, should I slide? Like, yeah, bro, that's the spirit trying to tell you. Like, the fact that you're asking that question is probably the idea that it's sin, you know? Um, and so part of part of walking with Christ, you know, like like that boy Paul did so devoutly is, is choosing to die to self, you know. We have to truly let go of our selfish intentions and desires. And the things that bring us glory most of the time are not bringing glory to God. You know, like once we surrender our life to God, we're here to glorify him, not to glorify us no more. So all those things that I used to do that made me feel really good through the spirit, I've realized that I should not be doing those things, you know. And it's not just to follow the rules or to check the box. It's, it's truly to build that relationship with God. And I've noticed that the more I act on that, act on the wanting to like improve my relationship with God, the less I struggle with sin. Because then I look at the sins and I see that there's no reward in it. But the minute I start to think that, oh, that would feel good. Or maybe, maybe you know what? He's going to forgive me anyway, so maybe I should just run it up. That No, that's not, where we're, that's not walking in the spirit. That's not where I'm supposed to be at. God wants me to rebuke satan rebuke that sin and turn to him so when i start getting those thoughts the safest way to get out of them is to say jesus i love you lord please clear my head of these thoughts and get me back on track with you you know because i'm here to live for christ and that's what paul was saying in um philippians chapter 1 is verse 21 it says for me to live is christ and to die is gain so there's a couple ways you could take that you know what i'm saying and um the first way is pretty clear, obviously, when you're living this, this life, when you're alive on earth, we are called to walk as Christ would, to be an example, to be the light to this world, to try to Im- make our life an image of how Christ would walk this earth, you know, loving others and doing right by God. And then to die is gain. That's just him saying like, hey, like if, if I truly have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when I die, I'm going to heaven, bro. And that's the biggest win of all time you know like like he was literally like i don't know what to do like he's contemplating like should i just let these people kill me and go to heaven and be with my father or should i keep grinding keep thugging it out on this earth to help save more people to to allow them the privilege and the honor to walk with jesus you know like and he is so devout that he chose to stay on this earth and endure the suffering as long as he could literally until they chopped his head off he chose to walk with christ and that, that's so inspiring, bro. But you could also look at that that verse and say, to live is Christ and to die is to gain. So when I die to self, when I die to those sins, when I, I surrender, you know, like die, die, to, die to self was kind of hard for me to comprehend because it's like die to self, what does that even mean? It's like I literally have to turn away from those sins. You know what I'm saying? I have to rebuke those sins. I have to fight them any way I can. I must die to my own selfish, sinful nature. Cause as humans, bro, we're always we're almost wired to the sin to please ourselves. Like the first thing I usually think of in the morning is like, oh, is this gonna be a good day for me? Instead of saying, God, thank you for this day. How can I use it to glorify you? You know? And so in dying to self, when I truly do that, when I truly walk in the spirit, in the light of Christ, like living is christ like christ is power christ is beauty he is love so while i'm dying to myself 
like I get to live this beautiful Christ-filled life. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't be one foot in, one foot out. Like it's, it talks about a lot in the Bible about like being lukewarm, where it's like I love the idea of God, I love the the principles, and I love the promises, but I also still want to do some of these things that bring me glory. You know, like I I love you, God, but I'm gonna hold this one down, and that's that's not what He's called us to do. Because then we're not getting the full fulfillment of the life with Christ. You know, like. A life with Christ is beautiful because in these moments of suffering, in these moments of pain, we see that God has a plan and a purpose through it all, you know? Like, when we have truly surrendered to God and, and chose to live a life that honors Him, the struggles and hardships we face, yeah, they're going to be there. They're not going to go away. But through it all, we have a, a, a peace that is, is surpassing any knowledge. We can't understand why we have peace in the situations that we're going through, but it's just simply like, like God loves us so much that he wouldn't do this to us for no reason. And he's really not doing anything to us. Most of the time he's doing something for us. Cause when we're dying to self, when we're turning away from those sins, yeah, it's gonna bring pain, bro. You think like the other night they, they asked me at the church, like what is, what is the biggest thing you had to give up in order to walk with Christ? And it was like, I, I literally said, I was like me, I had to give up pleasing myself, bro. Cause me personally, I loved getting drunk. I love getting high. I love going to the club. I love every part of this wildlife that that Peter explains in that first Peter that I read before. So if you want to know more about it, basically he, they were living in, in drunkenness and parties and they were practicing like sexual practice, all this stuff, bro, horrible stuff. But I just had to say like, bro, I had to truly surrender. I had to give up my wants and desires in the hopes to find God, you know? And that's really what it took. Like when I was going through a hard time and I realized like all this stuff that's bringing glory to me, that's bringing some instant pleasure, instant gratification to me is doing nothing but killing me and it's killing my spirit, you know? So today when I get those thoughts or those urges, I have to look at the cross. I have to look at Jesus and his sacrifice and say, you know what, that's the life I want. Even if it's a life of persecution and suffering, it's still a million times better, a billion times better than anything I could gain on this earth. Because the love I'm going to receive from God is eternal. It's, it's for eternity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never going away. Once I truly make that decision to give my life to Jesus, I'm saved, you know? I'm saved, and this life is now no longer mine. It's his. And I just have to be obedient and willing to walk in his will and in his light and glory. And in doing that, not only is my life slowly but surely getting better, but I'm helping other people. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm bringing other people to know Jesus. And that is the true, truly the biggest blessing in my life today. When someone asks me about God, when someone asks me what, what caused this change in your life? And I tell them it's all glory to God, bro. I really didn't do nothing but try my best to pick up that cross and walk with Jesus every single day, you know? And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, no, that's fine. Just, you know, I don't know, to the point more of the Holy Spirit, right? So I can't remember where it's at. I'm trying to look it up to find it. But it's basically there's 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 a line in Acts, and it basically just says that the Holy Spirit is forcing Paul, forcing him because it's a force, basically, to go to places but I do, I did find this, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me, right? That's so commendable, right? Kind of not really, though, because it's really God that's having Paul do these things, right? 
I, you know, I can look up to Paul to some degree, but really, like, from the last thing that I read, you know, he's he's just a sinful person at the end of the day. The only thing that makes him commendable at all is that Jesus Christ dwells with him, right? And that's just about it, right? But that's what's happening is, like, the Spirit is pushing him and forcing him into... Just imagine, like, just put yourself in a situation, right, that you woke up today and, you know... You had the option to, you know, drive to Miami and not go to prison, or you have the option to drive straight into the prison, right? This is kind of the thing that Paul goes through, right? Every city he goes to, he's persecuted constantly for Jesus Christ, and it's he just continues to walk into pain nonstop, you know? And it's why I know, right, that it is only Christ doing that through him that Paul necessarily isn't a man to, like, I mean, he's he's to look up to in the sense that right he he surrendered himself to god but outside of that right god's doing everything else for him you know to wally's point just because we are talking about pain right and it, it can be like oh man like i want to you know i like all this other stuff right all other podcasts right we're really just talking about the gifts the good things right the relationship is beautiful it's where i want to be it's so nice right but I, I can honestly say that the only reason i have any growth in my life is because of pain that's it and i feel like a lot of you know, a lot of people today, right, we're so comfortable in America, like realistically, this is a very comfortable country to live in, you know, and we, we kind of don't think outside of that. Usually we just kind of see what's around us and we're like this. And then you just want more of it. Like you're obsessed. Like I've become obsessed with the idea of being happy. And that's like the end goal that I'm chasing usually. And I've just come to the realization that there's no such thing, right? Pain is just a part of life, right? Like it's not something that I can evade. The best bet that I have is to accept that it's going to be there, but but do right by it, right? Have pain in the way of, of Christ rather than pain in the way of sin, you know? Is, is the best way that I can, I don't know, really say how I view it today, you know? I don't have the view anymore either. Like, I do not fear pain whatsoever. I used to fear, I used to feel really good, and I'd be scared because I'm like, oh man, this is going to go away, right? Like, like, you just know it's going to go away, and I'd be scared for the pain that was to come. But I honestly now, like, I see it as a way that God, He disciplines me that way. You know, He humbles me that way. He'll take away myself, right? Like, I chase Him harder when I'm in pain. It's only good that that, that is today, right? Today, you know, back in the day, if I had pain, I was going to go sin some more to try to get rid of it because that was the way that I could relieve it. But today, right, I'm I'm grateful for pain because it's it grows my relationship, and it you know, it gives me purpose and it gives me, it gives me this, you know, I just view it differently, really. That's all it is, right? Like through God, like I can view pain in a different way. I don't look down on it and it sucks. You know, I'm not like, you know, I don't go out of my way for it. I'm not like, you know, like I, you know, I don't love it to that degree, but I don't, I'm not, I'm just trying to say like, it's not scary to me anymore, especially like knowing that I'm walking through that with such a holy and powerful God it makes it 10 times better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know something good's coming out of it. I know there's a purpose behind it. I know what, I know that it's not just for nothing, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a different view I got today. Yeah. yeah and that, that was definitely the biggest shift for me, you know, um, before I used to try to live life on the edge, running with these, these terms and ideas that I get from the world like YOLO bro you only live once life is short live it up you know what I'm saying so I was trying to do that I was trying to live it up I was trying to make as much money as I could I was trying to get as drunk as I could party as much as possible smoke as much gas as possible 
in the hopes that I would have a fulfilling life, you know? And every time I just found myself in this dark place of like, what am I doing, bro? Like, this is not who I'm meant to be, you know? And I, I did grow up in the church, so I knew, I had an idea of what I was doing was wrong, but in reality, I just didn't really care. You know, I was just going to try to keep going as long as I could so that I would feel as good as possible for as long as possible, you know? And it, it wasn't until I was beaten into a place of submission, not physically, but mentally and spiritually, where my mind and my, my spirit were so heavy that like I couldn't keep doing what I was doing you know and I found out that I'm, I'm called to live a life of fearless and reckless love for God like I'm truly here to live out his love and his message God, you know what I'm saying God has me here for his purpose for his reason and that that's it right there like now I live today every single day to the best of my ability to honor God and to please God and to grow my relationship with him because I know that there is, we do have a short amount of time on this earth, but it's not just for no reason. Like I'm here to live along his lines, walk that narrow road in hopes to bring other people with me to live that beautiful life in heaven one day, you know? And that's not, that's not the pure motivation behind every day. It's not like, God, you see what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm suffering through. You see the pain I'm going through. So like, can I get a nice crib in heaven? Like, no, bro, that's not the goal. The goal is to truly connect with God on an everyday basis so that the spirit can lead me in a way that my day matters, not just to me, but for his kingdom, you know? And little things make the biggest impact in people's lives, you know what I'm saying? Just just that little bit of love we give, that little, little push of, of encouragement or that little bit of hope that we can spread into another person's life like that doesn't come from me bro because me naturally only care about me you know what i'm saying like i'm selfish to the core but when i'm walking in the spirit it's not about me anymore it's about this this beautiful life that god has given me the blessing that it is to be alive today and to have the chance to talk about him openly and freely you know like i was at the church the other night with a with the the youth you know helping out with the kids and these are some eighth grade kids and and i'm asking them like how are you going to be the light how are you going to show Jesus's love in your schools and your in your teams, you know, with your friends? And and these kids are saying some stuff like that. They're truly walking in the light of Jesus. And th these are 14 year old boys, bro. I think about me at 14 years old. I was a mess, bro. The last thing I was worried about was God. I was just trying to mess with some shorties and turn up, you know. And now it's like. Shout out. Shout out, TC. Big shout out to you. So you got real loud right there. <laughs> but it's like today, bro, it's like in those moments where I hear these young men talking about how they love God and how they're trying to pursue God, it, it, it motivates me because it's like, do I always try to push God? Like, am I always like representing God? Like, no, bro. Honestly, I'm not. Like a lot of times, even as a grown man, bro, like I'm a big dude, but I, st I still fear the judgment or the 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 persecution I might receive from someone if I just tell them, like, yeah, bro, I'm be I'm be up at church this weekend, you know what I'm saying, doing this, this, and that. I love God and all this stuff. I'm like, ah, they might think I'm weird, so I'm just not going to say it. I'm just going to say I'm playing basketball on Sunday, you know, but that's not what God has called me to, you know what I'm saying? He's called me to let other people know that, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with God 100%, regardless of what you think, because like I said earlier, even if I am persecuted for loving God, I'm so blessed. Cause that's what God wants. He wants that bold, that that courage, cur that courageous faith in Him. You know, to where it's like I don't really care what the world thinks of me. 
because I'm, I'm not called to conform to the ways of the world. I'm called to live a life that honors God, you know? And even in, in doing this podcast, you know, it's like, woo, woo, <laughs> rejoice, <laughs> rejoice. Even in, in doing this, this podcast, you know, like I try my best to promote it and I try my best to, you know, like let people know about it. Not because I want to get a million views on this, but because I know there could be that one person that listens to it and they truly do receive Jesus, that they truly do receive his love and that and that slowly but surely they start leaning on that spirit and, and things start to change in their life, you know, not like physical or material things, but inside of them starts to feel better because they know they have the love of God inside of them. And that is the most beautiful gift I've received, knowing that any day, any time, if I die, that I'm going straight to heaven because I've made that decision to accept Jesus Christ in my heart as my Lord and Savior, you know, and that's all I want for anyone else. I want them to have that security. I want them to have that safety and being saved, you know, like it's literally, it's the most beautiful feeling. I remember telling Chris last week, like I just had this overwhelming feeling of love in the middle of the day for no reason. I was like, bro, like I literally just had this thought in my head that it's like, bro, one day I'm going to be in heaven. You know what I'm saying? One day I'm going to get to meet God and, and see Jesus sitting at the the side of his throne you know what i'm saying like like you know how fire that is bro but that it it wasn't quick and it wasn't just an instant realization like it's been a lot of work a lot of trials a lot of storms and i'm nowhere near where i need to be but every day because of god's grace and mercy i get another chance to get closer to what god has for me fire the uh thing about still being all right, I got this reading, and uh, it's talking about being in sin and, I don't know, just looking at sin, basically. You know, like, I mean, like anybody, I, I obviously struggle with a lot of sin. You know, I do a uh, part of, like, my nightly and my day, I, I do a, I write a writing of my day, right? And everything, everything that God was able to work through me that day, I put on one side, right? Every time that, you know... I basically died to self and then God was able to do his magic. I write it down and then, you know, the things that I took my own will back, I wasn't letting God work through me and I did what my sinful nature will always do. I put on another part of it. And so basically it's the good and the bad of my day. And, um, you know, on that list, there's a lot of sin. Like a lot of times I have pride. A lot of times I have lust, you know, I got, I'm, idolatry to like nicotine right that's a thing that you know i try to please myself with over over god um all kinds of you know speaking foul like i think every single day and every single time i write that speaking like just foul like just in whatever way it is it's on there every single day you know which and basically this is this so sometimes it can feel like a lot it feels like a mountain i'm overcoming right because i see all my sin and in this book, I sent it to Wally, dude, it's so fire. It says, in the second place, many people are deterred from seriously attempting Christian chastity. And so it's talking specifically about sexual immorality in this chapter. It's a book by C.S. Lewis. and um, But it, it applies to literally all of our sin. Um, because they think before trying that it is impossible, right? And so I think even mo more so, right, with, with sexual immorality, but with everything. But when a thing has to be attempted, one must never think about possibility or impossibility. Faced with an optional question and an examination paper, one considers whether one can do it or not. Faced with a compulsory question, one must do the best one can. 
You may get some marks for a very imperfect answer. You will certainly get none for leaving the question alone, not only in examinations but in war, in mountain climbing, in learning to skate or swim or ride a bicycle, even in fastening a stiff collar with cold fingers. People quite often do what seemed impossible before they did it. It is wonderful what you can do when you have to. We may indeed be sure that perfect chastity like perfect charity will not be attained by any merely human efforts. You must ask God. You must ask for God's help. Even when you have done so, it may seem to you for a long time that no help or less, than, or less help than you need is being given. Never mind. After each failure, ask forgiveness. Pick yourself up and try again. Very often what God first helps us towards is not the virtue itself, but just this power of always trying again. For however important chastity or courage or truthfulness or any other virtue may be, this process trains us in habits of the soul which are more important still. It cures our illusions about ourselves and teaches us to depend on God. So fire. I sent that to Wally. Every time I read it, you know, I've been reading it over and over again. That's the sin, right? And that's, that's like, I feel like that goes into such a good area of like, if you're failing over and over again, like I fail all the time. It's something that you can really rejoice about, right? And I'm asking God's help because I, I'm at a point, I've been at the point where I know I'm not going to overcome it myself. Like, I've been there for months, you know, and I'm trying to just give it to God. You know, and I need, not even just give it to Him. He has to take it from me. Like, it's the only way I'm going to overcome it. But just that right there, saying the importance of the sin, right, of how, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, God's not doing this for me, right? Like, why isn't He taking this sin from me? I want it gone. I don't want it in my life, right? And not to say I'm not, I don't have to try. Like, I got to try not to do it, too. I have to deny myself. I have to feel the pain, right? But it's sometimes like God's will and God's plan is a little bit different and maybe he's training me in a different area, right? It's all about soul growth. It's all about relationship with God, right? And so, you know, this, the reason he's not maybe taking the sin from me or maybe I'm feeling pain or for whatever reason, sometimes I just trust that God knows why it's happening the way that it is. And I know that if I keep faithful with him, keep chasing after him, that it's all going to turn out right for the better. It's all going to turn out with growth. You got anything? Yeah. Yeah. And, on that note, bro, so fire. Because as, as humans, bro, we're going to fail and we're going to mess up. But it's about how we get back up, you know. Like, God wants us to bring all our struggles, all our pain, all our sin, whatever we're going through, whatever we're walking through, he wants to be a part of it, you know. And he's not going to intrude. He wants us to truly bring it to him, you know. So if you're in that place of struggling with anything, you know, if you feel like you're in a prison where you're just chained to this this struggle, to this sin, to this feeling, I want you to know that God wants to be a part of that. And if you let him in, he will fill your heart in such a way that you will know that he has a plan and a purpose through it all. So just in this moment, I just want to close this in a quick prayer and just hope that the spirit flows through you in this time. So once again, close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, we thank you so much for this time, God. We thank you for every single person that's listening. And we just pray that you bless their heart, God, that you ease their mind, Lord, and that you just help them to practice your will, Lord Jesus. I pray that whoever is listening would bring their struggles and their pain to you, God, because you are the only solution, God. We cannot do this on our own. We need you. So, Lord, I just pray that anybody on the other side of this mic, Lord, that they would just hear you, that they would feel you, and that they would turn to you in this moment. God, I pray an overwhelming feeling of your spirit in this time, God. I pray this Holy Spirit, Lord, would just flow into their life, God. And I pray that they would truly turn to you in this time, God. I pray that they would accept Jesus into their heart and truly decide to walk this life with you. 
because this is, this is the best decision they can make, God. We love you so much and are so grateful for this night. In your almighty name we pray, God. Amen. Man, we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.